0: Hi Pomcats! If you know anything about the Pom Pom team, you know that we enjoy making things. Whether we're knitting or sewing, we want to have fun. And part of that means having tools that are as beautifully designed as the yarn, fabric and patterns we're using. Thanks to Coco Knits, we can find the tools we want and accessories to keep them organised.
1: Coco Knits' mission is to design beautiful, functional tools and knitting patterns for makers all over the world, so they may delight in making. And we think they've been very successful in that mission. They believe every part of the creative process should be an enjoyable experience.
0: And you know what is enjoyable, Lydia? I love that Coco Knits tools cling to magnets. Ooh. Yeah. Their maker's keep is a strong magnet on a slap bracelet. And their new maker's board is a foldable pattern stand with really strong magnets. So, I mean, that's really cool. And both are perfect for keeping your tools close at hand. Uh, So they can hold your stitch markers, row counters, cable needles, anything, you know, throw that on a magnet. It's great.
1: You can really tell that Coco Knits uh, tools and accessories are made for knitters by knitters um, because they're so well designed with uh, making in mind. And they also have accessories made from durable and washable craft paper fabric, which are great gifts for knitters and non-knitters in your life like the craft caddy and accessory roll, which can help you organize all those little bits. You know, there's always lots of little bits with knitting um, that you collect in tote bags, project bags or your purse. You can just hold everything from your yarn snips and the Overstory hat you're working on to your lip balm and current library book.
0: Overstory, great project from issue 38. And I don't know about you, Lydia, but I care about the environment. And Coconuts do too. They carefully consider the environmental impact and sustainability of every product they design and package. Their packaging is reusable and recyclable, thank goodness. And many of their products can be recycled or composted. Uh, This is like their tape measures, needle gauges, and their colorful magnets, which are all made with PLA, which is a plastic free material made from fermented plant material. I think that's really cool.
1: They're thoughtful in so many different ways. And so, if you'd like to learn more about Coco Knits, you can find their products in a local yarn store near you or at coco knits.com. And very excitingly and generously, our listeners that's you, that's the Pomcats uh, can get a dollar off a knitting pattern from coco by using the code POMCAST at checkout. That's coco knits, c o c o k n i t s dot com, and the offer code POMCAST. at checkout for a dollar off a Coco Knits knitting pattern.
0: Thanks Coco Knits for sponsoring this episode. Hello! Hello. Hi and welcome to POMCAST, the podcast brought to you by Pom Pom Quarterly. That's a knitting magazine and it does many other lovely things. And here we are, my name's Sophie Heath-Scott and I'm joined as I am now every two weeks, with Lydia Gluck. Hi, Lydia.
1: Hi, Soph. How you doing?
0: I'm great. I think we're both feeling quite jazzy, fresh, ready to get back into this podcast groove.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Do you like the groove?
1: (laughs) I love the groove. (laughs) I love the groove. Feeling groovy. (laughs) Especially if it's a knitting-related groove.
0: It's nice to be back in the podcast world, because we, you know, we said this last episode, but we have had a bit of a hiatus, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a longer hiatus than we expected um, for all sorts of reasons, (laughs) some of which global. Um, But yeah, it's so nice to be back and to get to talk to you about nice things and looking forward to hearing from our listeners again, too.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't caught up on episode 62, which was sort of our return of the cast, return of the cast uh, (laughs) episode. I'm oh, sorry, I can never think of that anything like that without that song. Um, we are—it's a, are, a classic. We are working with a sort of twice a month or so every two weeks schedule, where we're having one episode interview, one episode knit uh, chat, just me and Lydia. Cool chat was also a working title.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can let us know whether you think cool chat is appropriate. Uh, obviously, the answer yes is the only acceptable answer.
0: <laughs> because we are cool. <laughs> Yes, so we'll start with a little bit of, yeah, what what have we been up to? I think also it's interesting sitting down to this and it's like, what have I been up to for the past year since we recorded? And you're just like, I don't know, I had a bit of a blank.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think um, we probably both decided it's easier to just do what have we been up to in the last few weeks? Because otherwise this podcast would not be as uh, short and snappy as we're
0: we're aiming for. What have I done in the last 24 hours? Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I actually had a day out yesterday, and I went to Chelsea Flower Show.
1: That sounds so great! I have definitely never been there. Tell tell me about your Chelsea Flower experience.
0: Well, this is the first time I had been, and uh, not to dwell on the global situation, but this was a a Christmas gift from twenty nineteen that I've been waiting for. uh, The starter line and situations to change, but yes, I went. And uh, it won't surprise you that there was lots of beautiful gardens, lots of beautiful flowers. And I was um, removed. There's people who, you know, their life is making these incredible, beautiful displays, which are all installed over, like, I guess a week, a couple of days. And look just like they've sprung up like fairy gardens in this space, obviously, where they weren't grown. They've been all transported over. Um, and there was just so many beautiful styles of different gardens amazing vegetable displays as well I've just seen the biggest pumpkin <laughs> I could ever imagine I love gardens and I think there is a great solace in the outdoors and the indoors, there was an indoor plant display and you know I think that's quite a a, a standard thing that a lot of people experience being indoors a lot the magic of a uh, an indoor plant but as a day out goes it was a good one did you have any
1: particular um aside from the giant pumpkin any mm-hmm. particular plant highlights like did you discover a flower that you'd not seen before that was particularly beautiful or like a really great
0: color that's a good question. There was a plant of the year, so there was the plant of the year that I saw, which I need to remind myself what it was for the show notes, but it had this incredible foliage that moved from a deep russety red all the way to like an acidy yellow green and uh, that the plant of the year, I mean I felt lucky to see it <laughs> <laughs> It's like
1: Pantone's colour of the year but it's the plant Exactly, of
0: the year. and there was some because the, the show traditionally is done in May um, and peonies are often a big thing of the show because of lots of peonies are grown in May. Uh, that's the season for it. And this, there was a lot of focus towards um, dahlias, which are one of my favourite flowers as well. So I saw some great dahlias, 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 I think is actually how you say it, but let's, uh, let's <laughs> have both in.
1: I I hear both in, yeah. in, in, in common parlance.
0: <laughs> so that was great. Uh, so yeah, great day out. Fun for all. But Lydia, what is going on with you?
1: <laughs> well, um, in terms of our, uh, thinking about what's happened for the past year Uh, I no longer live in London I live in Norwich which is a couple of hours outside of London and I can't remember now whether that's been mentioned on the podcast before but I just felt like I'd uh, re-mention it and partly because um, in the past couple of weeks I have been back to London which is an exciting trip to the big city these days uh, now that I live in a tiny city and I was there for many reasons, but I wanted specifically to see a couple of exhibitions while I was down. And I feel like it's been quite good because now when I do go to London, I'm like, London things, do them. Um, and it's it's kind of good to like pack them all in, even if it's quite tiring. But um, I went to see the Paula Rego exhibition, which is on at the moment uh, at Tate Britain, which was one of the best, one of my favourite exhibitions that I've seen for years and years and years. I realize I haven't seen that many exhibitions over the past year and a half for uh, obvious reasons. But yeah, just these like amazing her early work like all these beautiful kind of collages, like painted collages that um I kind of hadn't expected because most of the work that I've seen from Paula Rego is like kind of big like figurative paintings but often with kind of fairy tale like themes or um with kind of animals in place of if, if humans And it's kind of the exhibition is organised kind of chronologically as her work changes uh, throughout her life. And she did a lot of painting with acrylics, like these just incredible, like really large scale. And her use of colour is like really incredible. It's really worth seeing if you can go. Something that was really amazing, though, is later on she switched to pastels. And all of this is stuff that's like written on the walls in the exhibition. She switched to using pastels, but they look like oil paintings. I've never seen anything like it. They're incredible. But yeah, it's just uh, a really fantastic exhibition. And I would absolutely say, if you can, to go and see it. Um, And then on the same day, I went to see the Sophie Taubert-Arp exhibition, which is at the Tate Modern. So it was like a Tate day, uh, but two different Tates. And it was kind of like an opposite. It was like, I couldn't have been more opposite kind of exhibition because Sophie Taubert-Arp, I mean, she came from like a craft background in that her training was in like the applied arts, quote unquote. Um, And then she went on to do a lot of really interesting abstract work. Yeah, the people I was at the exhibition with were just like, wow, these couldn't like couldn't have seen two more different artists, but both really fantastic. So, yeah, again, I really enjoyed that exhibition. And it was just so nice to see uh, to see things that stimulated my brain in real life. I felt that to be a real treat.
0: That is a treat. Uh, This is also a different kind of style of info for the podcast. When I said the last podcast we we did, I'm thinking about like around, you know, early 2020. And obviously we're talking about things which are sort of central to us as in like London, the UK. And obviously there's a lot of scenarios, which mean other people can't see these right now, but we, yeah, like you said, we hope we, uh, we bring a little art chat, a little bit of delight of what we've experienced uh, to your ears.
1: Right yeah. Now. Yeah. And I feel really lucky um, to have been able to, to, See those things, IRL.
0: hope that little update from us has sort of settled you in with your knitting and whatever beverage you're enjoying. Oh, maybe you're on the move. I don't know. Where and how do you listen to your podcast? If you ever want to get in touch with us, let us know what you've been up to. We have an email address, which is podcast at pompommag.com. And we have the Pom Pom Ravelry forums as well, which has been a little quiet, obviously, but uh, we'll be on there chatting, saying hi, if you have any uh, thoughts, musings witticisms we love to hear them all (laughs) so what's been happening in POM what's in the on the horizon in the horizon for POMPOM right now Lydia
1: well of course uh, as as we've said we're probably not going to cover the whole year uh, that it's been more than a year since uh, since we took our hiatus Um, but in current POMPOM news we have some very exciting things we are publishing Gudrun's next book Gudrun of Shetland Trader Um, those of you who uh, remember her and if you've listened to the previous episode episode 62 then of course you'll have heard her talking about this project with uh, our wonderful Sophie Heath Scott but excitingly the previews are now live which means that you can go to Ravelry or to our Instagram account to our blog many locations and you can see uh, some very exciting photographs
0: So Gudrun Johnson's Shetland Trader Book Three Heritage, uh, it's available to pre-order now. And the official on sale date is the 14th of October. So if you like to get your books from a local yarn shop, and indeed, what a lovely place to get your stock of yarns and books from. Uh, That's our exciting autumn release coming up. But of course, there is the quarterly magazine and issue 39 previews are out now. You can see them on Ravelry and the blog. All these wonderful places online where people can find our patterns. And so issue 39, the theme is the rhythm issue. Yeah,
1: it is. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're somebody who's been following Pom Pom for a while, you might have noticed that each of our issues has a theme. And sometimes those themes are more abstract <laughs> and sometimes they are less abstract. Maybe concrete is the correct word. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the concrete issue. <laughs> yeah. hey. it comes,
0: it's not printed. It's printed on a slab rather than paper. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
1: but yes, so we asked um, people to design knitting or crochet patterns um, that were inspired by music or by rhythm. And I think that the patterns that we have in the issue really showcase that. We've got lots of really interesting colour work. And I mean, there's so many possible interpretations, really, for something like that. Uh, But I really think that um, the patterns that we have to show you, which maybe you're browsing right now as you listen to this, um, (laughs) really kind of capture the energy and excitement and like variation that you get um, in rhythm. So the on sale date for that one is 11th of November. So a little a little while to go but lots of time in the meantime to I don't know maybe choose fun color combos.
0: Yeah, there's a good bit of color work in this. I think it's that interplay of the notes as well with the colors if we if I was to reference the theme. <laughs> um <laughs> And within the issue as well, the great selection knitting and crochet patterns we have. We've got wonderful writing from Felicity Ford, who actually we've interviewed on the podcast as well. We should get her back on, um, which is about the sounds of making and community through history. Um, Claudia Maureen Khan is also talking about knitting and family. Very moving piece. Uh, I think they won't mind. Some of our colleagues cried when they read that. So, uh, yeah, get your hankies ready. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, as a tutorial, Uh, the Bergen Twins who uh, wrote Moon and Turtle. We've got an episode coming up with those. The next episode, actually, Lydia, did you know that's who we're talking to? Yes, very exciting. As if you haven't already (laughs) recorded this episode. We're doing what? (laughs) And for this issue, we worked with Lydia Morrow for Art Direction and Styling. Lydia Morrow was a model in issue 34, And she's a model in this one as well. So it was great to work with her for a different style, a different energy to the shoot.
1: Yeah, she did a fantastic job and it was really great to collaborate with her again. Um, And you may know her on Instagram as What Lydia Made, but of course we will uh, link to her in our show notes. Um, But yeah, so it kind of, it was like a little different rhythm for us. Nice. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we're really excited for everybody to see all the patterns and come november you will have your issue in your hands whether it comes in the post as a subscriber or perhaps you're going to pick it up from your local yarn shop as sophie said um we do love our local yarn shops
0: indeed um and of course with talking about issues we like to talk about our faves they're all top-notch that goes without saying but what is at the top of your to knit to crochet to make list, Lydia?
1: Well, for me, I mean, it's a very tough, it's a tough choice. But I've been thinking about making Polyrhythm, which is uh, designed by Johanna Kunin, which is the cover star of this issue. And it's a colorwork jumper in a kind of Czech pattern.
0: Um, is Czech the right word? I'd say it's almost, when I think it's, it's like two-toned tartan, I think of it, because nice. it is like, it is that Tart- I'm Trying to think of the word tartan. <laughs> yeah, it's like check because you do get that um that chessboard kind of look to it. But uh, yeah, two tone tartan if we can kind of call it that. Two tone tartan. Yeah, that's a
1: fun that's a fun series of words. Okay, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, a two tone tartan, and the magazine shows two color combinations. One is a kind of black and white classic, and then we've got a uh, sort of mustard and cream again,
0: very classic. Mustard and cream is also just delicious. Meal. <laughs> what i have in my sandwiches that's a really <laughs> like strange english uh, do you not eat the traditional mustard and cream
1: yeah it's like a scone it's an alternative scone topping
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> i made the joke but now i made myself disgusting a
1: bit sick and then marmite and cream is the other one which Ooh. is <laughs> <laughs> um so yes yeah. so what two uh toast toppings will i be well it's cream and toast topping soft cheese
0: Anything's like, a toast topping if you're if you welcome if it you onto believe, the brand yeah. yeah, if you believe. <laughs> um, I want to believe.
1: Um so which two um spreads uh will I be combining to create my colour combo? Well, I've been thinking, unsurprisingly, of either pink and yellow or pink and green, which I guess is a kind of jam and <laughs> I was gonna say mustard, but let's say biscoff. Okay. Biscoff's quite brown, but you know like a mustardy colour. Uh, biscoff is. There, is everyone going to know what Biscoff is? I don't know.
0: If not, they can learn right now that it's a biscuit. It's basically is a biscuit that they like made into a spread. So I know it's it sounds biscuit. it
1: sounds like a bad idea, doesn't it? But it really isn't a bad idea at all. It's so delicious and it's vegan, which I think is an really? exciting fact about it.
0: I'm not a fan of it because it's just too sweet for me. Wow, I'd rather have a biscuit. You know, somehow that's less sweet.
1: But what if you put some Biscoff on the biscuit?
0: no we're getting down he
1: doesn't feel positive about that weird okay well
0: anyway (laughs) i'm drinking my morning coffee i don't know why there's something about like no i just need to drink this coffee right now very quietly and not think
1: about these (laughs) well okay but so what is a green spread that i could have with my with my gooseberry jam jam? Ooh, or like a lime curd perhaps
0: yeah
1: yeah but anyway yes to be more more just move away from the spread situation Yes, I would like to make it in my classic colours that I almost never deviate from because if it ain't broke, <laughs> uh, as they say. And then my next top of the list, second on the list, uh, if you will, is uh, Pink Noise by Adela Dutra, which is another jumper. So another sweater, ambitious, since my sweater knitting is slow. But it's, um, it's got sort of some color, a colourwork yoke kind of almost like a striped effect, but like vertical with bubbles.
0: The bubbles are very cute. Yeah. The bubbles are
1: extremely cute. And Megan, um who is my co-editor and founder of Pom Pom, she has already made one. Did you finish it already? The whole thing? She did, didn't she?
0: Yeah, because uh, hopefully at the time recording, the plan is Pom Pom to be a Rhinebeck. And Megan has delivered on making her Rhinebeck jumper. So She
1: really has. And so um inspired both by the original Pink Noise and by Megan's I think that's next on my list but um how about you Soph what are your faves? fav faves?
0: these are fun faves. I didn't know that's what we were calling them now <laughs> yeah
1: they're called faves now didn't you know
0: <laughs> yeah god I just I've just been out of society for so long I am really in love with the Rockmore Crochet Cardi which is by Anna D and has these you think of oscillating like wave patterns if you see like a sound recording it's there's sort of these beautiful ovals that kind of ripple down the cardigan and that detail is it's quite subtle you know it's in the in the magazine it's this lovely sort of warm terracottery chocolatey biscuit brown Ooh. uh back to biscuits <laughs> and uh it's quite classic in its shape. And I need to embrace more cardigans. That's going to be already, maybe I'm saying it for 2022. That's it's the year of cardigans. Mm. Um, I'm very excited about that design, as I am all of the other ones. And I'm also in love with the semi semitone jumper, which is by Valerie Ing, And it looks like weaving. There's this beautiful, it's knitted. There's this beautiful texture from the armpits down the sort of top of the jumper and the arms of this plain uh, stockinette and she's used a lime green and a lilac with the white and i think the best way people are gonna to have to go check this out i think the best way to describe it is it looks like some sort of exquisite woven fabric but it's knit and i'm really excited to have a little swatch with that see what color combos i can come up with it's something very delicate and beautiful uh, like a delicate melody you know oh, oh. love it um So as we said, these are our favourites. We'd love to know what yours are. Go pick them out uh, by Ravelry or, I don't know, wherever you like, you know, throw a stone on the internet and at some point you'll hit a pom-pom pattern. to round up this episode of fun knit chat the cool knit chat which uh, this episode is we're just going to talk about what we're making what we're excited about and when I say what we're excited about we're sort of using this section not it doesn't always have to be knit craft related Uh, maybe it will be (laughs)
1: sometimes (laughs) we're excited about crafts I don't know if you've noticed but we like crafts
0: we like crafts that's the like the podcast tagline i love coming up with like and that's now the podcast tagline every maybe, time changes
1: maybe if we publish like a sort of a book about the podcast one day you know like a retrospective about pomcast in like 30 years time and that's what it'll be
0: called nice. <laughs> we like crafts i can imagine it being like some sort of blue peter annual yeah exactly that would be very cute
1: and it's called cool cool chats God. Cool chats. Colon. We like crafts.
0: <laughs> but we knew a publisher. Anyway, <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about something I have been I've finished making, Ooh. which was uh, Sackner's from issue 38. And this is actually the front cover. We're all about the front covers, it would seem. Uh, and it's also mustard. What are what these themes that keep emerging? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a front cover design. It's a cabled cardi from issue 38, which was the autumn issue of Pom Pom. And that's by Zanette Hussein. And I just loved making it because there was such an intuitive construction to the pattern. You sort of work a bit of the back, and then you're coming to pick up the shoulder and working down. And I really enjoyed the cables. You know, I've got a lot of time for the cables. <laughs> and I used some brow work sport, uh, which is amazing, like rustic yarn. What colour was it? Is it? Is it? Was it? It is was, it? and it is. What, does it
1: continue to be the same colour?
0: It does. Uh, it's this amazing berry red, you know, like a rowan berry, mm. like a very bright red. So it was uh, got me in the, you know, almost, am I going to say Christmas? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh, Maybe a C it's... word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of got me in that vibe uh, with the autumn things. and Now I just need to find some buttons. But, Ooh, um, the eternal hunt.
1: For yeah,
0: buttons. that's been my project excitement because so I've just finished that and of course when one finishes a project one's got to cast one on so I'm also excited about working on a sylvatica scarf uh, which is also from issue 38 and that's by Anna Hussman and the scarf is intarsia motifs so there's a black background if people know the issue and has these abstract shapes which Anna references in her inspiration, the the shapes and shadows you see in a woodland because issue 38 was roots and branches. And I've had so much fun going through the mohair, going through the lace, and I'm using kind of like a warm berry colour, and then I'm sort of playing around with different mohairs to see what kind of colours I want to do for my blobs. <laughs> <laughs> Style blobs, craft blobs within the scarf. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a lot of mohair fun. That's really, really... Uh, ticking the boxes for me right
1: now yeah i would also like to make a sylvatica i need to go through my mohair stash but as you were talking about that i remembered so the i think probably we can all agree that the best photo of that scarf is the one where it sort of appears to be like floating in midair um it's it's almost an iconic pom-pom picture at this point um and i have to say that when we were shooting that uh episode (laughs) 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 when we were shooting that issue we shot it um in Norfolk which is the the county that Norwich is in for those of you who don't know we were shooting it uh, at the mill here and uh, Sophie was there doing excellent um, shoot work with us and I think I'm pretty sure it was your idea Soph to to try that shot wasn't it and I remember thinking I'm not sure if this is going to work and I was wrong
0: it absolutely
1: did work and that's why teamwork is essential (laughs) teamwork makes the dream work
0: Thanks. I'm not going to be modest. I'm like, it was my idea. And was. I was like, is this cheesy? But like, no, sometimes the cheese, you need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: It's beautiful. Yeah. And um, yeah. And shout out to uh, Bill, who was our photographer on that shoot. It was a great day. And of course, um, we borrowed some gorgeous clothes from Phaedra Clothing, who is also Norwich based, uh, which is very exciting. So that was a nice little uh, Norfolk combo.
0: Yeah. And I'd forgotten how great that the energy for that shoot was because it was really the first shoot that we'd all done post well kind of still during pandemic but yeah that was uh it was fun it was like finally being uh let out to play
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was great you know cuz it was outdoors so it kind of felt like a, a safe reintroduction to working together but yeah it was it was lovely it was so nice i think it was the first time we'd we'd seen each other in person for really quite a long time so that in sure. itself was like very exciting and then there was the teamwork dream work
0: exactly exactly so th- I feel like as we move through these episodes this last uh you know this last part of the year there'll be all these stories about like oh do you remember that thing that we did yeah so you'll get you'll you'll uh if, if you have any questions guys are like so what were you actually doing while you were
1: it'll be like a kind of flashback <laughs> there'll be like a series of flashbacks and you'll be able to piece together the last year and a half like a like a cool movie where nice. they very carefully structured <laughs> things so you can get an accurate picture
0: we'll just have like harp music in the background like oh do you remember when uh, you know, yeah everything just...
1: will go sort of slightly desaturated so you'll know that it's a flashback
0: nice <laughs> anyway to the now <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah so what am i doing and making well i just finished another Eloin from ready set raglan uh, which is a book that we released it was last year wasn't it I've lost track of time yeah
0: it yes. was uh November end of last year
1: yeah end of 2020 yes. yeah uh which is um a pom-pom publishing book uh that we were working on kind of during lockdown times last year um and so the raglan that I made is the version that has a kind of two by two rib all over pattern and I've already made one before because I made it for the shoot and it is now my personal Elowen but I made a new one for a very dear friend of mine um, and I made it in Sandnes yarn Borstet alpaca which I'm not sure that I said that oh quite correctly but we'll link to it in the show notes Um, it's a yarn that we also used in issue 38 and it's a lovely um, alpaca blend and I used a very nice kind of sunny warm sort of sunny yellow like a sort of yellow on the orangey side but not orange and I really enjoyed making uh making that pattern again and it has now been uh, given to its intended recipient and I hope at some point to get some pictures of her wearing it um it was very nice to make
0: that's nice making a big old jumper for a friend yeah
1: yeah you know I have a lot of jumpers now so even though it's tempting to make more for myself I feel like having been making these things for so long now feel less uh, quote-unquote selfish although I don't think that's the right word at all Um, but yes it was a a real joy to make something for such a dear friend.
0: You know I always think of the episode where we chatted to Dana Williams Johnson and she was talking about she says this phrase and I think about this phrase every pretty much every time I make something for someone where she says it's never a waste of time to show love and whenever I make things I'm like oh is this like I don't know, is this like a weird thing that I'm making for someone? I make some like quite That's weird. Sometimes make some abstract stuff, you know, like I make someone a tiny miniature alpaca. I don't know, because I think they'd like it. <laughs> and be, yeah, you know, it's never a waste of time to show love.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also nice to think about that it's never a waste of time to show love to yourself. If you want to make yourself a nice thing, that is not a waste of time. And it is so right. <laughs> so there's so many ways in which Dana is absolutely right and that's such a nice like way that encapsulates it this is very good um such
0: good vibes to the end of
1: the podcast i know um and what else oh yes so what am i excited about in general well i'm planning some fun colors as i said for my issue 39 knits. but we've already talked about those um i can't remember if i've said on the podcast yet that i'm doing a part-time master's degree in fine art not good art or bad art but fine art (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then people always ask me what is fine art and I'm like I don't know it seems to be whatever you want it to be which hey, is great
0: <laughs> doing a design, I did a design course so like what kind of design I'm
1: like yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of art it's like well so I mean you know I'm sort of slightly predictably doing um, a fair bit of textile work but also some painting and so on but anyway you know we've been on our sort of summer hiatus from uni um so I start back very soon and I'm excited about that being in the library talking to my cohort about fine art so that'll be fun um but then it's sort of more like general things going on I recently discovered a podcast which sort of slightly generically is called City Arts and Lectures (laughs) um and I discovered it because I was googling googling no I was searching in the podcast app that I use for interviews Um, with authors because I realised that I've never really listened to that many interviews with authors that I love and I think I was looking for Rachel Cusk on this particular occasion who is an author who I've read a fair bit of her work in the past year and I personally have found it to be very wonderful. Uh, Her writing style I find to be like oddly soothing. I don't really know how else to describe it. Anyway so I found this interview with her and it turns out that it is a very good podcast full of interesting interviews. I've listened to Raphael Bob-Waksberg, Waxberg, is the writer and creator of BoJack. I also very recently listened to an interview that was kind of a conversation between Samin Nosrat and Lindy West. Samin Nosrat of Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And I think she writes for The New York Times. She's a food writer. And Lindy West, who wrote Shrill, uh, which became, I think, a TV series quite recently, I would recommend having a look at that if you enjoy an interview, perhaps. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know, maybe you enjoy the interview episodes. Um, But yeah, I found it to be really inspiring. And it's kind of nice, I think, to listen to things outside of my, you know, because I guess my main creative output is visual. And I find it interesting listening to people whose creative output is, you know, uh, written or is music. Because I think there are so many parallels and it's almost easier somehow to listen to people talk about their creativity in a different medium i don't know why for me and i think it it kind of brings a different kind of understanding um for me um, of like creativity in general so i would recommend that
0: very interesting i'm going to give that to a listen i mean the title of the podcast doesn't use the word podcast as a pun so i mean
1: it's they really let themselves down there
0: (laughs) but I think it's that flow you get when people are talking about something that just is their their process and their engagement and that this is what they know. I think there's there's something I love about that, which is why I love doing these interviews for the podcast, saying, like, you like knitting? Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's kind of, it's just always so wonderful to hear people being passionate about something, isn't it? And I imagine being at the Chelsea Flower Show, for example, you know, you're not listening to it, but you can just see people's dedication and knowledge and how much they love growing flowers and plants and that's just such a lovely thing to be like amongst
0: yeah i mean who knew that there was the delphinium society but that's people's like passion it is great it's wonderful and here we are discussing our passion which is publishing magazines (laughs) (laughs) and making stuff and making stuff well that's it for our first cool chat episode i'm still trying out that (laughs) title
1: it's <laughs> a good title, but it's this is the title. this is the thing, and this is you know working titles often accidentally become the titles, so you need to be quite careful with them, don't you?
0: I mean something like that, but not like
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um
0: So thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you're well. And as we said at the beginning, you can stay in touch with us. We love to hear from people. We don't hear enough of people enough, which is might be something to do with the fact we haven't recorded an episode in months. But we do love to hear from everyone and. You can do that via email or Pom Pom Ravelry uh, forum. And don't forget that we have a great sponsor this episode. Thank you, Coco Knits.
1: Indeed. And you can get a dollar off any pattern with the code POMCAST, which is a pun on the word podcast. Which is
0: why it's why, why we have great podcast. Which is why it's so good. And that's yeah.
1: P-O-M-C-A-S-T. And that's via coconits.com. Um, and don't forget to look at all the wonderful accessories they have for knitters. You could really tell that these accessories are made by knitters. Like they really get all the things that knitters might need.
0: Very beautiful. We love them. And yes, thanks, Coconuts, for sponsoring this episode. How great it is to be back. We keep saying that, but we're just. jazzed about it. It so is great to be back. We'll see you next episode where we are chatting to Kiyomi and Sachiko Bergen about Moon and Turtle.
1: We are, so we look forward to that and we look forward to bringing you more cool chats the episode after that.
0: Bye Poms. Bye. Bye. POMCAST is produced by Lydia Gluck and Sophie Heathscott along with the team at Pom Pom Quarterly Magazine buy your copy of the magazine and subscribe too at our online shop that's pompommag.com forward slash shop big
1: thanks to eli block for creating the original music for this show and for being an essential part in
0: creating this podcast thanks as always to megan fernandez co creator and editor of pom pom quarterly and thanks to the whole pom pom team we couldn't do without you you're all great
1: and if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and why not leave a review five stars only please Send any feedback or ideas to podcast at pom and don't forget to keep in touch with us via the podcast group on the Pom Pom Ravelry forum. And just in case you didn't notice, I was joking, of course, all reviews are welcome.
0: <laughs> I'm just going like, to try and put some music in there and just like.
1: Yeah. Deepity deep deep. Music. Deepity deep deep.
0: Music. <laughs> oh, there we go, it's done.